When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Friends, how many of us have them? Friends. 77 WABC. I want to ask you about the migrants um, who keep coming. The mayor says that Texas is about to resume busing asylum seekers to New York. Uh, the state budget allocates a billion dollars, which is, is, is quite a lot. Is that going to be an annual appropriation as far as you can Well, say? let's see if we can get this, the problem under control here. I, mean, I just spoke to the mayor. This is very much top of mind for both of us. I spoke for the countless time speaking to Washington about why we can't get work permits for these individuals, just like we did for Afghan and, and refugees from other countries and people from Ukraine. They come here with a certain status. They're eligible to start working. When you have the unemployment rate we have, we have so many employers who will take people to work in hospitality and you know, work. There's so many jobs waiting to be filled. Mm. So we think that that's the answer. Washington has a difference of opinion, so I'm pushing for more money for the city from the federal government. This is a federal problem. I told the mayor, you know, we're very sympathetic to what he's having to deal with, and he's making the best of a really bad situation, and we're partnering with him. Okay. Money for National Guard, money for shelters. Uh, there's requirements for health care. There's all legal services so they can start the application process to become a legal citizen. Gordon Lightfoot, if you could read my mind, he passed away yesterday at the age of 84 years old. Rest in peace, Gordon Lightfoot. And, of course, the voice before that you heard was Governor Kathy Hochul talking about the new budget. With that said, here he is, the mayor of New York City, my friend Eric Adams, back for the first time in about a month. Man, you've been busy, Eric Adams. How you doing, brother? It's a big city, brother, big city. And if you could read my mind, you realize. <laughs> how big the city is. But listen, Gordon Lightfoot was, uh, you know, it's all about, you know, moving in the right direction, you know, and that was great music for a time where I think music is no longer he was enjoyable. Great. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I liked him too. He played about two or three songs this morning, and again, he passed away yesterday at the age of 84. Hey, did you go to the uh, the MetLife Gala last night? I didn't see you there. No, no, busy as hell. Last night I had a lot going on and wasn't able to get there. But you know it brings a lot of money to the city, and so it's so important. I went to the literacy uh, gala where they're raising a great deal of money for childhood literacy, and there's a, a number of organizations this week that I attended their events 
that are really looking into dyslexia and other childhood learning disabilities, and I wanted to make sure I supported them, and I had a few to attend. Oh, that's uh, a big deal. I mean, look, uh, we, everybody knows who's friendly with you, like me and others, that you've got dyslexia. One of the reasons why you get along so well with my son, Gabriel, you've got dyslexia, he's got dyspraxia, and you guys seem to uh, really bond on a level about that. So that's a big deal. Congratulations. I will say that uh, I didn't see AOC there last night, but uh, you've been the, having a pretty public battle with her dating back to last week when she was all over you because you had the nerve to give the cops a raise. So congrats on that one, Pat Russo. All the cops said, hey, tell the mayor thank you very much and uh, keep fighting AOC because you're right on this one. And like most things, she's wrong again. Well, you know, the name of the game is focus. Uh, I know what it takes to run a city. And one of the most important things is to make sure your city is safe. And you can't have police officers on the front line and then they have to go home and worry about how do they put food on the table. That makes no sense. And that matches um, how we looked after the D.C. 37 workers as well, well, our largest municipal union. Uh, these are the men and women who are food service workers in the, in the schools, of uh, school crossing guards. Uh, all of these uh, things that happen in our city do not happen automatically, and we cannot uh, treat our you know, blue-collar workers uh, unfairly and just ignore the fact that they're making sure the city com- continues to run every day. No, again, they, they did deserve a raise, and uh, I'm glad you did do that. Actually, they deserve more. I know you know that, but there's just – so much money right now that you've got. So I do want to get, uh, Eric, to today's New York Post cover. Adams claims it's racist for Texas to bus migrants to New York. Now, one of the reasons why you and I get along so well, you're a Democrat mayor. I'm a Trump-supporting Republican radio host. We know that, Daily News. Um, and we have a lot of things in common. But one of the reasons why we get along is we're not afraid to tell each other how we really feel. And i got to be honest, I'm sick of hearing that word racist. And i got to tell you something, Eric. When people start to use that word racist every time something doesn't go their way, sometimes they are uh, unfairly labeled racist themselves. This isn't racism. This is about a different color than black. It's called blue. Every one of these cities, whether it's Denver or D.C. or New York or Chicago or Los Angeles, they're Democrat cities. has nothing to do with black people, white people. It's called Democrat policies. So I don't like it when you use that word. I really don't, because what it does is it dilutes what real racism is, and this is more political than it is black or white. And I know you know that. Well, I think first uh, there needs to be a level of accuracy in what my comments were, because if you look at my comments, and that's why I put out a written statement, I didn't use the term racist. What I did was show the facts. We have 108 thousand cities in America, 108,000. Many of them are Democratic cities. But where did Abbott send the migrants? To New York, to Chicago, to Denver, to Los Angeles, to Houston, to Washington. Each one of those cities are run by black mayors, each one of them. So if he could have, he passed over thousands of cities to make his way to uh, cities that are run by black mayors. So when you look at the facts, you have to scratch your head and say, we couldn't find any cities 
en route to make his political statement. Well, what if I said to you, that's where these migrants wanted to go? Because the truth is, uh, Mayor Adams, and I give you credit, you know, you've called out Joe Biden by name. That took a lot of guts. I'm going to give you credit. But the truth is, it's his policy that's doing this. And on one hand, you know, you call out Biden by name. And on the other hand, I, I, I understand there's a right to shelter. But in some of these cities, they take it to another extreme. Fancy hotels, free meals, Xbox. What if I told you the migrants wanted to go to those cities because those black mayors treat those people better than maybe they should be treated? Well, first, first of all, that is not accurate. accurate. When you look at this crisis that we're facing, it is not the people, it's the policies that are creating the crisis. When you look at how this was done, particularly in Texas, they had informed the asylum seekers, if you want to go to any other city, you have to pay. But if you want to go to New York, we will send send you there for free. And so there was a clear target on these cities. Now, we're going to do what we're supposed to do, like we've always done from immigrants that came through Ellis Island from all over the globe. That is what our city is. But it's unfair to target another city, another municipality. We should be working in conjunction how to deal with the failures on the Republican side for not doing real immigration reform and on the failures of the White House for not having a real plan of addressing this crisis that is hitting our city. Well, let's talk about unfair for a second, because you know your stuff, Eric, okay? Um, when Donald Trump was president and, you you know, you're the Biden of Brooklyn, you like Biden, that's fine. That's okay. That's a democracy. <laughs> but when Trump was president, what you can't argue is we had none of these issues. He was building a wall. He had folks there that were making sure these people weren't crossing the border. There were zero border issues in four years. And, oh, my God, a Democrat Biden takes over, and now the world is on fire. It's a complete mess. That's fine. Don't you think it's a bit unfair that four states in particular, Texas, Arizona, California, New Mexico, these border states have to deal with the brunt of all this? What about equal distribution to the rest of the cities? If anything's unfair, it's those four states, uh, Mr. Mayor, that have to deal with this. I mean, for all the people we've got here, that's a pimple on the butt compared to what Abbott deals with in Texas every day. You know that. No, to the the contrary, I said, and first I want to talk about the fairness of those cities. I'm I'm with you 100%. El Paso shouldn't go through this. Brownsville, Texas shouldn't go through this. Uh, None of these cities should be experiencing this. This is a national problem, and national leaders should be addressing it. I was happy that Senator Schumer and Hakeem Jeffries, the leader of the Democratic Party, both the Senator Schumer and half, was able to allocate money to deal with what's happening here, but we need more. But the problem is when you do a close examination that I communicate with my mayors across the country, and I'm very clear. No city should be carrying the burden of a national problem. It's unfair to our cities. We already deal with crises coming out of COVID, and I stand with the mayors of all of these cities and say none of them should have to experience this, what we're seeing. What about these city council members, Tiffany Caban, Mayor Adams, that's out there? She's got a pamphlet where she tells little kids, yeah, some cops are okay, but a lot of cops are really bad. And there are cops out there that are killing brown and black people for doing the same thing white people do. 
Vito Pasella, for example, I know you like Vito and Joe Borelli. They were on John Katzmatidi's show yesterday, and they said, wouldn't it be nice if some of these members like Tiffany Caban no longer got to enjoy police coming to their house when they're in trouble? Now, cops won't do that. You're a former cop, Eric. You know, you guys are too good-natured. You wouldn't do that. But I don't know about you. I've had enough. I'm sick and tired of people like Tiffany Caban, people in our own city council in New York, bad-mouthing police to the point that they do. I, I, I agree 100%. Uh, you are, you're 100% correct. And when you think about uh, some of the comments going after the men and women who put their lives on the line, I, it's just to think, you know what I was told as a child, uh, uh, Eric, if you have a problem, you go over to that police officer. You go over because he's going to do what is right. And for someone to take uh, those who cross the line and do what is wrong and give it the appearance that the thousands of officers that are running towards violence to keep us safe uh, are all uh, bad people, that is just wrong. It's the wrong thing to do. It's the wrong seed to plant in our children, and it can be actually harmful to our children as they grow up. Two more, and we'll let you run. Uh, the mayor, Eric Adams, has always really kind enough to spend a lot of time with me here. So, Eric, you heard me play that uh, piece from Kathy Hochul. And there's a lot of folks in this city that uh, give you credit. They really believe that you were in Hochul's ear quite a bit leading up to this new budget, specifically to help with the bail reform. Now, there are some liberal outlets that are claiming, well, you know, there was a victory there. When you and I know full well, there really wasn't. The truth is judges don't get enough discretion still. The dangerousness clause is still not there. So the victory they're talking about is minuscule. Not your fault, not Kathy Hochul's fault, but what do you think the outcome of the budget, specifically bail reform, what's your thoughts on how that ended up? Well, I, I, I stated over and over again on the program, and that's why I have to take a real continuous role of educating uh, the public. It's more than that bumper sticker slogan of bail reform. We have a broken criminal justice system where we don't have uh, people able to get through it to seek justice on those who are, who are accused of a crime and those who are victims of, of crimes. We must allow a swift, thorough movement of justice. Too many people have to wait too long to do so. We don't use technology enough to expedite cases. Of we, We're losing district attorneys. We're losing defense attorneys. We're losing probation officers and losing police officers as well. The infrastructure of our public safety apparatus right now is being challenged, and we need to confront, confront it to make sure we do not destabilize the safety of our, of our city. So it's more than just a bail reform. We were able to uh, get the least restrictive, which is important. But I say over and over again, say there are many rivers that feed the sea of violence, and we have, to do, we have to dam each river, and we dam the one during this process. And so just as uh, I speak with the governor, the governor speaks with me. She has been a partner uh, on many levels. She, she was the one that helped us with the safety subway safety plan to get those cops in the subway to stabilize the violence we were standing in the subway when I came into office. And I will continue to work with her 
and those who in Albany, the leaders that made these necessary adjustments, we communicated throughout the year, and we're going to continue to do so. Let's end this on a high note, uh, Mayor Eric Adams. The numbers have come back, and the crime number is again going uh, your way, the city's way, which is good news. Outside, I guess, of stealing cars and catalytic converters. And <laughs> that brings us uh, to you with the air tags. And some people said, oh, my God, this is so Orwellian. It's like 1984. They're going to put tags on our cars. They're going to know where I am, who I'm out to dinner with. It's basically like a lojack on a human being. I know you've heard that criticism, yes? <laughs> well, first of all, I keep saying over and over, this is New York City, 8.8 million people, 35 million opinions. You know, so no matter what you do, uh, if you tell someone happy birthday, they'll curse you out because their birthday was a day earlier. (laughs) Well, by the way, you did wish me a happy birthday a day late last week. (laughs) (laughs) You know, remember what I said over and over again, Sid? We're going to use technology to run the city better, every level of technology. And think about it. You make a $40,000 investment in a vehicle. You take a $30 air tag, place it in that vehicle somewhere. Someone steals it. It notifies you on your phone. Police are able to identify right away where that vehicle is. You can uh, actually find that vehicle within 15, 20 minutes of it being stolen. That's just smart. That's a mayor that uses drones, uses robotic dogs, uh, use all forms of technology to run our city smarter. And I'm going to continue to do that. And so the naysayers are going to be pleased when they see the productivity of using the technology that I'm using. I would like to see you put those air tags on recidivists rather than cars. <laughs> <laughs> so we know where those well, bastards you know what? are. <laughs> That may not be a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, brother, I know you, uh, you're you busy, and uh, you give me this time every couple of weeks. You know I appreciate it. So thank you for coming on. It was it was a, it was a, uh, a good conversation. We kind of both uh, discussed some very important topics from our points of view, and that's what's great about this segment. And if we're ever going to improve this city, we've got to keep doing stuff like that. So God bless you, Eric. Well, thank yeah. you. Well, well said. Give my regards to my little guy. You right? got it, pal. You got it. Thank you, buddy. Thank, thank you. you. There he is, Mayor Eric Adams, right here on the Sid Rosenberg Show. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.